Uh, strongcompodcast.com. C-O-M. That is that root word that means together or in common. And it is the crux of the podcast. Uh, use that root word as a springboard to talk about three things that I'm passionate about, three things that I love helping other people with. And that would be communication, community building, and how those two things build stronger company, whether that's the company that you're building, like a business, or the company that you keep, like the people around you. And I have a strong, strong communicator, as I always do, to introduce the listeners to today. And that would be digital news anchor, host of KLTV News 7, East Texas Now. She's spreading joy and putting an effervescent effervescent twist on news as you know it a walking testament of god's grace kayla Lyons, how are you it took a while to get there but i'm there so that's where we're here yeah 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 so um you caught my eye on instagram i think it was instagram probably okay yeah yeah so uh because you've got such a power personality um, and a and a consistent output of just joy, like like that's from your Instagram bio, that's your IG bio, and it you know that is definitely not a false claim. It is definitely springing with joy, and uh, there's a lot to learn from that, and just a lot of in a world of bad news, you you are light. So I wanted to have you here. So um, tell our listeners a little bit about you outside of that bio, maybe, and just kind of give a, an introduction to yourself. So uh, you did a wonderful, glowing introduction. I, it's hard to follow that. Um, but Kayla Lyons, originally from Houston, so an H-Town girl, came here to East Texas after going to Stephen F. Austin State University. And to be honest, I didn't even know where East Texas, like, what was. And I don't even want to say where East Texas was, because obviously it's eastern part of Texas. But, mm-hmm. like, all of the cities in the towns here i had no idea what was over here and then i started coming here to tyler after going to sfa and you know back and forth and saying wow these people are really cool like i'm here for east texas and though it's of course not the city life this slow down pace has really just allowed me to like really find myself and what i value and i think that's something that everybody needs to have or everybody needs to experience to just kind of get away from the noise and figure mm. yourself out and what your values are so that's why i'm here yeah how how long have you been in east texas a year and coming up here uh, literally almost a year and seven Okay, so not very long. No, not at all. Okay, well that's good. So, but you're enjoying it. I am. I love it. What's What's one thing about East Texas that like you didn't really expect, but you're so happy that you found? Community. Okay. I will say that, like literally in Houston, it's cool, you know, because everybody, you know, is still nice. But here in East Texas, it is something about having a community where you could go to the store or you could go anywhere. And if you need something, people are so nice. Like, can I help you with that? I remember the first time I came to here and I went shopping and I went to Brookshire's and the guys were like, do you want me to help you with your bags out to your car? And at first I was hesitant. I was like, hang on, time out. Like, are you going to rob me, mug me? Like, what's up? And then I saw them do it to other people. And I was like, this is just a thing and i was so thrilled so it is that that southern hospitality is here yeah 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 ingrained in the whole corporate structure of brookshire's i mean that's (laughs) yeah and they're proud of that and they should be because that is an amazing gesture that i don't think any other i've never seen another business do that literally me neither Yeah, yeah yeah so well that's awesome 
Okay, so I, I, let's jump right into the three C's, and that's the that, that's how we organize the podcast and kind of structure the conversation. Um, this is a fun conversation or a fun question that I wanted to do to kick off this first C of communication, and it is, what's a topic you wish more people were talking about? Just to give you the floor of like things that, and this could be this could be work related, this could be yeah. pop culture related, this could be whatever you want. You know, like what's yeah. something that like is getting you inspired or getting you like like your your brain your wheels turning that you're like why aren't more people talking about it um and you know what this is actually one of the questions when you sent me like the outline it actually took me like a minute to even come up with something to say to this because i was like dang like this is crazy but you know what i think i really wish a lot of people would just look at themselves and their community as a part of a global community. Like, I think it's so Mm. fun, you know, to just, of course, live in your bubble and flourish as a person and be like, yeah, I'm doing good for me. But when you really realize that there are things going on outside of you and outside of the United States, like Mm. all of the developments that are going on in Africa right now, people being affected in different ways, and this is kind of a negative right now, but uh, by climate change, you know, Fiji, Asia, the things that are going on in the Middle East, I mean, you just really have to know that you are a part of something bigger and while yes looking at it like that could be kind of scary because you're like dang well i can't save everybody it does inspire you to have empathy and treat others with empathy and it's mm-hmm. okay i may not be able to change everybody but you know what i don't know what you went through prior to our meeting so you know i'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and i'm going to hear you out and so i think that is something that we are not talking about as much so the 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 idea that there's other people in the world living in their own little bubble that we just don't understand yes and then when they come here because you know america is a big melting pot sometimes we can't connect with people and it's not because we can't connect with them because we don't have anything in common but just because we don't really know their background and so Mm -hmm. if you meet somebody and they've gone through you know x y and z and they bring those experiences here you may see oh well they're a little rude but you know why are they so guarded it's because they've experienced something you don't know that until you have a conversation with them exactly so that is what yeah that's my thing i love that and talking to people you know yeah yeah I, I totally agree. The uh, one thing I had a job one time where um, it was a it was a national job, and one of my favorite things about it was that because I would I would call into different um, medical practices and things like that across the nation, and that was the first time that I that I had that national uh, view, I guess, of the way people communicate. So when I would call um, Texas, that was easy, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> you know, how y'all doing over there, you know, stuff like that. But then you call New York or, you know, something like that. And they're like, what do you want? You know what I mean? It was like, it was very, very fast. You have to change the pace. You got to change how you kind of, you know, start to relate to people. And you really got to think a little bit more into like, okay, well, what is their day-to-day experience? And so much about what we're surrounded by dictates that. Exactly. I I completely, completely agree. And I think that if we as a collective began to think just like that, I think this world will be a much nicer place to live. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that inspired me as a kid, like, you you know, you grow up, you mature, you start to get a little bit more of a, Oh, global perspective. And it was like, like there was a time where, you know, I would feel discouraged by being a small town East Texas kid. Yeah, yeah, because I, you know, of course, you're growing up and you're like, you know, Hollywood or New York or you know something like that. It wasn't, but but you get these big city dreams, and then you're like, oh, I've got small city setbacks, you know. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the thing that I started to realize was that, well, you know, I'm just a 
I, I had no choice. Yeah. I was born here. And everybody else around the world were born there. And it's not that it's a setback so much as it is like a setup for you to be you, your own unique self. Yeah. And so like I, I always want to encourage people to harness that, you know, yeah. and hopefully you have the surroundings, the environment to help foster that. build that. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I think that is wonderful. I think it's so interesting. You say, you know, you're a you know, you kind of got discouraged by that because I mean, like you said, I would not have thought that I would have been like, wow, you grow up in East Texas. You know, you really are able to, like I said before, and just find yourself, you mm -hmm. know, figure out what you want and what you like without all of like the noise. But I think it's so funny how like even just now our experiences are a whole lot different. And mm -hmm. I would have never known that had we not had this conversation. So right. that is amazing. Yeah. So what and, and the inverse of that is like, you know, somebody might have envy of Houston or, a, you know, you're like, oh, well, why? The, the question is, why the heck are you here? You know, right. like nobody would like voluntarily move here. Right. You know that, you know, because yeah, that's that's how we get sometimes when we don't take when we start taking our own area for granted. Yeah. But the cool thing is, like you kicked off the podcast with is just you're showing up with new eyes mm -hmm. and you're seeing the value that you can you can get from here right and it is it's something that you can learn from every single place that you go and that's the goal like no matter where life takes you which it's gonna take you all kinds of places you can plan your life all you want to but at the end of the day you know especially if you commit your life to walking with God, you're going to be put in situations where you like, why am I here? But it's not just why am I here? It's okay. Let me go ahead and see what I can take away from this and what I can give to others while I am here mm. serving this season. And I think it's beautiful. I love that. I love that. Okay. So let's talk about, uh, we're going to get into a little uh, technical aspects of okay. communication uh, because what well, I, so we were talking earlier, you know, I've had Tashara on yeah. and there was a time where I was like dreaming of becoming a meteorologist and like Are getting into the, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So Troy, I, I mentioned this to Tashara too, but yeah. the, uh, uh, the Dallas uh, meteorologist was Troy Duncan. Mm -hmm. He had a signature bow tie, always changed. He never wore the same one twice, you know, very not likable dude, you know, yeah. but as a kid, I was like, man, I want to be that guy. He's helpful. He's nice, you know? And, uh, but so I don't know, I have this like weird, like, like, Man, I have a, I have a, I have not weird, but a respect and a yeah. admiration for the service that people in news and journalism have for a local community because they become the face uh, and the voice of so many. Yeah. And so um, the question that I've got, and and it, it, it's a recurring thing, it's a, it's a requirement mm -hmm. to have a powerful delivery in how you communicate mm -hmm. um, on when you're on air. You know, you got to show up and you got to be able to project and you do that. And so I, I was just curious about like, how did you, how did you become a more confident deliverer of communication? And like, what, is this a, is this something that's just innate in your personality? Did you always have that? Or was there, was there some intensive like training and think and practice that you put in place to ensure that you were there? that you you could you could deliver with the 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 emphasis that you do you know what i think it's a mix of both because i do think that when not even i do things so when i was younger it's so funny my grandfather he would walk around with his camcorder and 
he would record episodes of the Katie show because my family doesn't call me Kayla. They call me Katie. Okay. And so <laughs> from as young as I can remember, like I would tape episodes of this and like I had that strong family foundation and my mom always like encouraged me to get up and like say something. And like even when we got in trouble, like my mom was never the type to, uh-uh, I don't want to hear what you have to say. She always encouraged us, use your voice, even if you're wrong, Explain why you're wrong. You know what I mean? And so I think just having that and from a very early age be encouraged to like use my voice is why I felt so comfortable with it because I don't know how to do anything else. Mm. Like when it comes to communication, like that is just I was growing up, you know, doing that. But I think that when you get into the news industry, I was very intimidated at first. And I think I didn't put myself out there as much at first because it's like, okay, I'm coming into a world that's so big, kind of like what you said. You get intimidated because you see, oh my gosh, the world is so much bigger. Mm -hmm. And you feel like you need to know every single thing. And I think that's what kind of held me back at the beginning because I was like, I have to be an expert on everything. When I realized later on down the line that... I don't have to be an expert at everything. I just have to be knowledgeable about a lot of things and know where to get the resources, you know, so that I can actively and effectively relay that to other people. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not called to be an expert in politics, economy, global relations. I'm just called to, you know, deliver this information in a manner that people can grasp and understand. Mm -hmm. And so once I realized that, I was like, you know what? Maybe this rub that God gave to me isn't so big. And I started focusing on that and just uh, taking in as much information as I could, but still, you know, trying to say, okay, what about this don't I understand? Because if I don't understand it, chances are they don't understand it either. And we go from there. So that's kind of what I did. It's a mix of both. Yeah. And I, I love that because it's kind of a perfect segue into my next question. But the, the, uh, you, you know your place in it. Yeah. Like you're, it's a, it's an honest perspective of like, well, I don't know this, but I can at least educate, you know, and, 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 and share. Uh, but also you, like your IG bio says, effervescent twist, you do put that in there, you know, and I, it, that, that's what makes you, I think that's what makes you special is that you have the ability to not only, um, understand the information, but put at least your personality, your, your spin on it a little bit and not necessarily spin in a media context, but, right. but like, a you know, like for example, I'll, I'll give you this example that I was laughing about is, uh, the Drake candle, yeah. you know, and it's just like, you're not an expert in candles and like, it, it's, it's a very, you know, pop culture kind of fun thing, but the Drake has a candle called Carby Musk of all things. Carby Musk. And so <laughs> it's 80 bucks, right? Yeah. And so, like, I was watching this video and, like, you know, you have to, I imagine, I don't know how many stories you have to report on in a day, mm -hmm. but I was just laughing because you were like, I'm out. <laughs> Next. Like, you were just, like, dismissed. <laughs> it's fun. Cause, and I love my job for that reason because of all of the things that we have to report on every single day. It does kind of give me a light and an outlet to be able to be myself a little bit more when I can report on fun stories like that. And I'm like, hang on, time out. We can get a little politics. We can get, you know, the serious stuff. But we're going to talk about some entertainment business, too, and about some of this buffoonery that I'm seeing. <laughs> 80 bucks. I said, Drake, no. We have to do something different. Right, right. <laughs> so um, 
when you're when so my my next note was power personality because you have such a vibrant one and and it's just evidence go on her instagram follow her and then <laughs> you'll see the 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 different story you know your your stories your reels your kind of tiktok stuff like like there's i don't know a dance video a week there's a you know there's something happening you know you're kicking off something so um tell me about like what what where do you What's the ambition there? What what motivates you to be like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be me 100 and like <laughs> even the goofiness. You know what? I think it's just it is so funny because like I really do these things off camera and I was just like you know what I feel like if this made me laugh then I know somebody else can laugh about this as well mm -hmm. so I really just live life and pick up the camera and decide to record it but I'm really just this weird and I think that. A lot of people sometimes can get on social media and you can see this kind of gilded view of everything. Like, mm. you know, uh, everything has to be perfect. You can't have a personality. If you act like this, then that means you won't go X, Y, and Z. And you won't reach these heights and nobody's going to like you. And I think that overall, I just really wanted people to know, like, you can be yourself. It's okay to be weird. You can still be professional and be weird. There's always something about you that others will be able to relate to and if you are comfortable in that then those that are like you will be like oh, okay hang on let me go ahead and follow you too because i'm a little weird too because i do it so mm -hmm. i think that it's so important for people to just see that there's different sides to everybody and you don't have to just show social media the perfect side like you can be imperfect and it's okay because mm -hmm. everybody is yeah yeah so how do you how do you get the it sounded like you started at a younger age of yeah. this kind of like you know not so performance I, I think i feel that's the wrong word but just the the uh, output of you know just kind of creative and, and being yourself mm -hmm. um so it was kind of fostered early on would you say oh very early like my show my katie show the katie mm -hmm. show <laughs> it is so funny because i don't even remember i cannot tell you where that idea came from but like when i'm just being me like ideas will just like come and i'll be like okay let's just run with it so mm -hmm. i don't really necessarily plan for it per se but i think it's just looking at the world through your eyes and being okay with what you see and putting that out there. So I don't necessarily consider myself a super creative person. Mm. I just feel like if I see something I like, you know, I'll put it out. Or if I think something is funny, I'll put it out in a different way. Yeah. yeah. So how do you overcome and build that muscle? So I'm thinking about the person that is like, they might see your profile or they might see me. And this is me asking for myself as well because there's plenty of times where I'm like, mm, no, delete, <laughs> wrong idea, bad, dumb, you know, for whatever reason. So, like, how do you push through? Like, do you, do you one, do you ever feel that resistance when you're about to do something that maybe you haven't done or is like, man, am I really wilding out this way? Right. You know, you know, and, like, I I get that. So, like, do you do you feel that? And then if you do, what do you what do you do to push through it? And you know what? It's so funny because I do. I definitely do that. I mean, I don't think that is a feeling that ever truly goes away because mm. it's always like a tug of war within yourself. Like, OK, I'm trying to be different. I'm trying to do different. I'm trying to be me. But at the same time, there's still like in the back of your head. Oh, my gosh. Like, will people accept it? Will people like you? Because in everybody's nature, we want to be accepted at our mm -hmm. core. And so I still do that. And. I think the only way that I, and I'll take, going back to Tashara, this is so funny. So we met for one of the first times and the first time I met her, you know, she was just like, you know, do you just start putting out content? And I was like, 
okay, cool. But then I found out that that was much easier said than done for me. Mm-hmm. And so for a long time, I did it. And then I just got to a point where I was like, look, okay, if people are consuming media on social media all day, why not consume my media all day? <laughs> right. And so then that's when I just, something, it literally clicked one day. And I was just like, I'm going to just start putting out anything. And I was like, what do I like? I like encouraging people. Okay, I'm going to just start putting stuff out like that. And I think once I started putting out content, and just saying, you know what, I don't care if I don't want to do it. I'm just going to do it anyway. Eventually, it got easier. But mm-hmm. at first, it was a pushback, more of a pushback than it already is. Mm-hmm. So I think just doing it despite of is definitely something that helped me overcome that. I love that. I love that. Awesome. Oh, mm-hmm. oh we got <laughs> we got a futuristic time lights in here. That's why the lights went off. So, <laughs> um, okay, perfect. So let's let's button up communication here yeah. with with instagram like uh, i feel an obligation to just give some of those like little tips especially with people creators that uh are, are so talented at it so do you have any anything any any tangible tactical things that somebody could maybe implement you know pretty quick because like your photos are super high quality you. you've it's like what do you have a photographer or do you set them up yourself you know what people ask me that all the time and i promise you Almost every photo that I take is using my self-timer on my iPhone. Almost every photo. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I don't have a photographer. Okay, okay. So, well, but, and, but I mean, they are definitely, they, they definitely look great. So, what, uh, do you have, like, do you do a filter thing? What's your process after a, after a, uh, a picture? Do you, do you do a kind of, like, little technical glam up on everything or what? <laughs> of course, now... It depends on how good the lighting is outside. If I need to go and zhuzh them up a little bit, I'll zhuzh them up. Yeah, <laughs> zhuzh. Yes. I like that. What's the definition of zhuzh? Zhuzh. Um, it's adding some sugarliciousness <laughs> okay. to a photo. Yeah, you didn't know that I was going to pull that out right. No, no. Sugarliciousness. I like it. I like when yeah. I get, a, I ask for a definition and I get another one that's like even... Even better, so that's good. My little cousin, she said that, and I was like, sugarlicious, and she was like five, and I said, that's going to be my new word. Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah, shout out to her. I don't even know what it means. That's great. But I think one tip that if I would have for everyone, like if you were posting on social media, you know, is use that self-timer. Like right now, we have these devices that really can put out some quality pictures and video. And so if you are a content creator just start creating content. You don't need like a whole team. You don't need all of this special equipment. Is that stuff nice? And will that make your photos and videos look bomb? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so when you get to that point where you can afford it, do it. Mm -hmm. But right now, if you're just starting out, use your phone, take that self timer. Don't be embarrassed to be out in public and to do you. Of course, people will look, people look at me when I do it all the time, but get you a tripod and just start creating content. Start doing what you love before you get to that point where it's like, okay, now I have a team. You know, you have to do it in the dark before you can do it in the light. Mm. And so that is my tip for everybody. Just do it. Take your phone and start creating. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Gear, gear. you don't need gear these days. You got you the gear. Yes. Remember, you you paid $1,500 for the dang new iPhone. Like, <laughs> use the dang thing. Like, right yeah so okay awesome so let's pivot to the second c yeah. and it's it's community uh-huh. and i really love what you said about values and you're gonna love this question i think and i i keep it as a sort of secret quasi it, it's like one of those like just re- listen to one of the old podcasts if you want to know what this question is and uh-huh. it's the village question question i ask every guest um and it goes like this so imagine Kayla, you're creating a village. Okay. Somebody said, hey, I, we, we want to create a new community uh, in this plot of land. Here's your plot of land. Uh-huh. 
you know? Uh So, but the only way you can get people there is to advertise with some signs. So we we got four signs for you uh, that you can, you know, kind of direct people to your new community, but you can only put a value or a principle on each one of the four signs. So imagine there's one on the east, west, south, north of your town, right? Right. You want to drive traffic. What value principle would you put on each one of those signs? Dang. <clears throat> okay, that is deep. <laughs> That's a great question. I have never been asked a question of that sort before. Um, You know what? To be honest, I want... And I almost want to say this, but I want to change the definition just a little bit. So you know how America was built on being a place where everybody can come and express themselves freely, right? I think that that is wonderful. I just wish that we still meant that at our core Mm. because I feel like... Yes, you can come and express yourself freely. However, the consequence of doing that is not always good. You know, you have to deal with the consequences of doing that. Sometimes that is bad, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think that just having a place where we can treat each other how we want to be treated, really the golden rule and make that like the baseline, you know. So whether somebody believes something different from you, whether somebody is a different color, sexual orientation, what they want to be identified as, cultural background, where we can come together and literally coexist and treat each other how we want to be treated i think that is what i would make my village based upon all right so that's one sign i'll give you one sign for that okay one sign for that Uh uh-huh um second sign oh just joy Okay. You know, bring some joy in there. I think joy is really big to me. Uh, and don't get me wrong. Not every aspect of life is rainbows and sugar cubes. I mean, let's be honest. It's not. Mm-hmm. But that's the difference between, I think, happiness and joy is that happiness can always be taken away or added depending on where you are or who you're with. But joy stays the same and remains because you always look for something, you know, look towards something bigger than yourself. So I think that would be my second sign. How many signs I got? Four? Yep. You got okay. two more. Joy, treat others how you would want to be treated. Um, I also think one community under God, I think that's very important as well. So I would definitely base that, you know, I'm a Christian. uh, And so, and not necessarily so engulfed in religion as much as I am spiritual in my actual relationship with him. So one nation under God. And my last sign. Probably something along the lines of chill out is gonna be okay. Like, <laughs> come here and chill. Stop worrying about it. Stop stressing about everything. Just chill out. I love it. Yeah, I love it. My that was a wonderful question. Thank what you. The heck? Thank you. It, it it's a uh, it's a gift I think from uh, it it originated from a conversation like this and it just popped in my head one day because he had. Uh, it, J. Michael Smith uh, was the person that I first asked it to, but yeah. he had a, a world traveler. Yeah. And so uh, he has like a broad perspective and it just kind of came up that way. And I was like, I'm asking this to everybody. Literally everybody. Yeah. And it, it changes. Everybody's got a different set and I leave it pretty open, you know, and everybody, it's, it's fun. It's a really Tell fun. Me, okay. Hang on. I have to ask you, what is your sign? Everybody asked me that. No, seriously. I want to know. Okay. Well, that's fine. So I cheat on it, but I, I cause I got five. Um, and, and this is, this is part of, uh, part of the motivation as well. But, um, when I started 
in in sales i made a commitment to myself and my customers of how i was going to conduct myself right. within how how does aaron do business right and so i said i was going to be dedicated to okay. whoever it is that i'm going to be with right. and uh, i'm dedicated to the craft of what i'm doing right. uh build relationships um kind of goes without saying build build like emphasis on build but right. relationships uh integrity yeah oh uh, volition, which is a, a fancy word for will, like have a, have a willpower, have lean into life essentially. Right. And then enthusiasm and just kind of having fun with all the, you know, everything, you know, prior to. And so I, I was in car sales when I did that. So it's an acronym it's drive. Ah. And so, see, I, I, I think about all kinds of stuff like That's this. That's so, dope. And so, I didn't even get that. I would have never got you got drive out of that. Yeah. So to me, that's that's drive, and that's that's how I that's how I do my thing, how I make decisions, and how the people that I want to connect. You have it. You have drive Thank in you. in in my definition. You Thank see. You. So um, that's what the podcast and just kind of how I that's the foundation I walk on a little bit. Wow, I love that. Okay, uh, yes, we're here for that definition. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. So let's talk about let's talk about. You mentioned faith a little bit, so I wanted to to, to touch in on that a little, mm-hmm. um, because East Texas is a strong faith community for sure. Um, Texas is as well. But uh, one thing that I one thing that I did see on on your Instagram too is just like there there you you were you were like you just had breakfast or something. It looked like a really good breakfast, by the way. It was like it was like <laughs> peanut butter or fruit, and I was like, dang. <laughs> but uh, but then you 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 delivered a message like a a, a, fa- a you know like a faith based message, you know, and um, I appreciated that because like, you know, you're you're doing you're doing more. You're doing more than what somebody would think is might be required of you. So like. I was just curious, and I kind of wanted to just dig under a little bit on that of just like what motivates you to say, okay, this morning I've got a word, and I'm going to share this word, and this is how it's going to be. What 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 motivates you and 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 keeps you kind of doing that? So I always want to give someone the encouragement that I got when I was like at a point where I was like, okay, you know what this ain't for me like oh my gosh god where are you at and i think long story short i was put in a situation during my senior year in high school and i was driving in the car and i was going through a situation where i was literally like god where are you like if you don't show up i am literally going to lose my faith and i'm gonna stop believing because i'm tired of praying of a god Mm. to a god that i don't hear from Mm. so either you step in or i step out so it's one of the two and i literally talked to god in my car just like that and me and god we talk like this all the time like i will talk to god how i'm talking you'll be like hey what's up like you Mm -hmm. know what i mean you don't have to have you know a certain way you talk to god but in that moment i was talking to him real and so i was in a situation like that and so i you know got to i think i was going to you know the local community college to study and so while I was studying this lady that I had, I had never met this lady in my life before, but she had gotten my phone number through my mom in some crazy way. My mom didn't really know her either, but she, long story short, asked my mom where I was and she came to the library where I was. And she was like, are you Kayla? And I said, yeah, you know, what's up? And I was just like over it. And I was like, oh, I don't want to talk to nobody right now. I don't want to be happy and effervescent. Like I was just <laughs> And so, and so she was like, okay, come on. So we went into the bathroom and she literally told me, I kid you not. And I cannot make this up. I'm telling you, she was like, you were in the car. You asked God to show up. 
He sent me here to tell you he heard you and he needs you not to give up because if you do, people attached to you will lose faith. You cannot afford to give up. The calling on your life is too big, so I don't care what you have to do. We're going to get through this together. You cannot give up. And every time I think about it, I just like, oh my gosh, get emotional. But it was in that moment that I was like, you know what? I want people to get hope like that in a season where they'd maybe just be scrolling on Instagram, like, oh, I'm tired of this. I'm, you know, just scrolling, you know, to try to get my mind off of things. Mm -hmm. I want them to stop and have that experience, whether that be, you know, indirectly or directly something that they're dealing with right now. If I could say something to give somebody that experience and present God to them in that way, then I'm going to do it. And so I don't necessarily plan, you know, to say things like that. I just think when God puts something on my heart, he'll nudge me. and He'll be like, post that or say that. And I'll post it. And then somebody will reach out sometimes and be like, that's exactly what I need. And I'll be like, all right, God, you know what you were doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I do it. And where I get that inspiration from is God. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, I have I grew up in the church and um, I have a, a, a great admiration for the role a church plays in a community, you know, a faith community, because it gives you so much grounding and op it gives you opportunity. Right. It gives you uh, a lot of just kind of real world things and a kind of safe, you would hope, safe environment. Right. right? So um, but, you know, one thing about that is like, you know, that that is a very almost supernatural. I mean, as supernatural story of just like one of those like happenstance, not really, but kind of, yeah. weird, you know, it's like, what is this really happening right now? And I've had those experiences of like I've had a, I was in a. I was a younger, younger person, but, um, I was planning a move to Dallas and, uh, I was work, I was a server in a restaurant and, uh, a guy came in and he had experience with, it was, I was going to do audio engineering in Dallas. Wow. And, um, I was scared. I was petrified. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I didn't, I, I, I didn't, you know, I was making a lot of money. Right. I had never been to a big city, like all that kind of stuff. And I had not, not very much confidence and things like that. And, um, I was, I was scared of doing it. And then, you know, I, I would love to say that like this guy spoke to my life and I did it anyway, but I didn't, it was more of a, he sounded exactly like my uncle, which is like a really weird thing. Like, it, like his voice spoke that way and he reasoned that way. And like, I was like, wow, this is like, uh, I don't know. I just had this like weird feeling in this calm, like, like this isn't it. This isn't right. You know what I mean? And I ended up backing out of that situation, but I was, I was happy to do so because I had this kind of, I don't know, like, it's weird. The The Lord works in mysterious ways situation. And like, I, I feel like you've got to be open to those experiences right. and say like, what, wh how can I make sense of this a little bit? Right. And like, what does that mean now? Right. You know? And like, I, I, like I've, I've definitely had more of those experiences uh, than just that one example, but, or the one that you gave, uh -huh. but it's weird how those kind of come about. I agree. I think it's definitely divine intervention. And I don't think that, like you said, you get, you, there are certain experiences in your life that just like change the trajectory of where you go. Right. And I think that when you get those that are so strong like that, it's like, and that are so hard to deny, it's like, it just makes you think and it makes you sit back and wonder like, okay, God, I hear you. And he doesn't talk. I don't know about you. I don't get those very often. Like, he's not like, hey, this is what I need you to do. Like, Never, you know, no. Just be up there in my ear like, this is what. But like, when you get those experiences and those feelings, mm -hmm. you begin to recognize it and know it. And I think as you walk with God continuously, then you're able to realize, okay, this is how God talks to me. So 
Because I believe he talks to everybody a lot different. Like the way you receive it and the way you hear God is, I'm sure, a lot different than the way I do. Mm -hmm. And so then you can start recognizing, okay, God may not have yelled at me physically, but he's telling me these things. And I know this is how he talks to me. So I know that, okay, I need to take a look and, you know, maybe sit with him or, you know, think about this a little bit more. So I definitely agree in your experience. I mean, that is amazing and incredible. Yeah. And as I think back on it, I think it was really like, like, is, is this investment of time, money, energy, resources? Sources and absolute crazy move that I'm disconnected with, you know, like I would be on my own in a new city, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I, I was feeling like I was not going to be able to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. Yeah. Uh, but he was talking to me about like, you don't need that to do what you're trying to do. Right. And it was kind of like, a, it was a different way of like, you know, I, I don't need that permission to... Yeah. And and then you think about full circle. I'm like recording audio and doing all this kind of stuff. As you know what I mean. So like it, it's like one of those things where it's like it feels right. I'm just going to go on this path and, and see what happens. And I like what you said about because I think people do get tripped up on the uh, God talk to me thing. Yes. You know, people are like, no, he didn't like open the you know like <laughs> you know like it wasn't like on a podcast. Like God interrupts your podcast with an ad and be like, yeah. hey, uh, buddy, remember. You know, but it's uh, it's more of like when you know, when you have an understanding of the word and you have an understanding of how God might move based on the stories that we find in the Bible, then you have a understanding of how uh, and where God might likely kind of shepherd you, kind of kind of nudge you this way just so you can kind of have a different direction. It's not. And like if anybody says God told me this, you know, is you got to be. You sit with that for a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. got to be. You got to be real careful because then you got. You know, you don't want a Waco situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> like, 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 and I think that's where people kind of get tripped up. They're like, mm, last time I've heard that, that kind of situation happens. Right. But it's like it's all knowing about the like, like, is it outside the character of who yes. we understand God to be? Period. Point blank. I yeah. love that. I love that. That was said perfectly. <laughs> That was said perfectly. I agree. I agree. And I think that it takes trial and error, too. Like, it's not like, okay, one day you don't know how God sounds, and then the next day you do. And my friend, Niticia Ross, she always says this. When you're born, you're not born knowing your mother's voice. It takes you being with her. It takes you growing with her. It Mm. takes you, you know, her being like, come here, sweetie. And then when you're in the store, all of a sudden, if your mama says, Honey, where are you at? Then you know because mm-hmm. you've been around her and you've spent time with her. And mm-hmm. so I think as you spend time with God, you know God. And then you know, okay, hang on. That's from God. Oh, hang, hang on. That's my flesh. Or hang on. That's the devil trying to tempt me to go over there. So like you said, it's something that you have to measure. You know, is this in the character of God? And if you fall, so what? Get back up. Everybody falls. You yeah. Die. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Awesome. All right. So in the interest of time. We'll, we'll we'll get into this third C, which is company, and mm-hmm. I I frame that in two different ways, which is the the company you're building a business and the yeah. company that you keep, like the people around you, yeah. because they're both uh, important, but also it's like yeah. one kind of feeds the other in a way. Like your career trajectory is going to be a dire- direct reflection of the people that you're going to hang around, mm, right? Period. So um, what I wanted to get from you uh, is kind of like your we're we're getting into 2021, right? Yeah. We're kicking off a new year and 2020's been mm, less than great. So huh. so for for you, I, I guess what I wanted to to hear from you is like are you a goal setter like are you a goal setter? 
I am a goal setter to an extent. I set goals for myself, of course, because I think that as humans, we need something to work towards. But I don't get so married to my goals to where I stop being open to the will of God. And if God is like, okay, hang on. You thought I was going to do it this way, but I'm going to do it this way. And I'm like, uh-uh, I don't look how I want it to look. So I can't move out of that. Mm. So I set goals, but they're, you know, goals that can be changed, you know, of course, with God's word. Mm-hmm. So what kind of goals do you have for 2021? Uh, well, I'm in a master's program right now. I'm getting my master's in entertainment business management. So, oh, wow. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. So, uh, yes, graduation <laughs> is soon. It's going to be in June. Holla at your girl. Can't wait for that. <laughs> I think in 2021. Um, you know, I won't... I won't... I have to be, I have to be careful about that. There... Announcements are going to be made in uh-huh. 2021. I, I got you. <laughs> but overall, I think just for my mind, deepening my understanding of who I am and who I am called to be and continuing to run my race and knowing that it's okay to run my race and I can't be good at everything. I think mm. that's something that I have for my mind, for my body, becoming more healthy. I don't want to become like one of those strict vegans, but I do want to make sure that I am like being disciplined and being mindful of what I put in my body. I love cheese, but I'm like toast intolerant. My body don't like meat, but I eat it anyway. Like, it's uh-huh. like come on, okay. So I think body, that's definitely a goal. And of course, I just told you that one with my spirit. So I think those are the type of goals I have. Of course, savings goals, like you want to reach monetary things. But really, the money and stuff, that is not on the top of my list. I mean, automatic withdrawals do that for me. So it's just really growing as a person, you know? Yeah. Who who are you called to be? Dang. Dang. <laughs> I can turn and break the fourth wall on that one. That is crazy. You know what? And it's funny that you say that. So a few weeks ago, I was talking to my mom about the meaning of names and the meaning like there's just God is so strategic and like the meaning of things. Mm. And my name means one that is like God. So I think that I am called to be one that is like God, but I'm also born in March. And I was like, okay, you know, what is that? March is the ram. And I don't know if many of you all are familiar with it, but in the Bible, there's a Bible story where God called someone to, you know, see how dedicated he was. And he was like, all right, I need you to take your son and I need you to go and kill him. And God was just going to see if he was going to do it. Like, that sounds really bad. I got, you know, and this is kind of like a ghetto version of a Bible story. But, you know, he was like, I don't see if you're going to actually do it. Well, the guy actually goes up and he's like about to kill his son. And he's like, God will provide. And, you know, the son is like, OK, well, we want to make a sacrifice on the mountain. Where's the sacrifice? Literally, he know he was supposed to be the sacrifice, right? So all of a sudden, when he was about to kill his son, God provided a ram in the bush. Mm. And that was God's divine provision for him. And so I think that being born in March and, you know, being the ram, I think I am really called to be divine provision for people. And throughout my life, I have seen that, whether it be giving them encouraging words, the gift of exhortation, whether that monetary, you know, providing, being like God and being divine provision to people because God is divine provision. Mm. And so I think just being a servant and saying, okay, what can I do for others and allowing God to flow through me? That is who I'm called to be. I'm called to be divine provision for people. Love that. Yeah. All right. So there you go. There's your ghetto Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, yeah. (laughs) Interesting. I I think that, uh, the reason I say interesting is because it's like, well, obviously we don't want 
you to like die or anything right. like that. But like not provision in that way. But but yeah, I I love I love how you um told that story. So as far as 2021 goes, you're optimistic? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that my optimism comes from a place that's not ignorant. I know that we have a lot to go. Mm -hmm. I know that we are not where we need to be just yet. But I am optimistic that 2021 is going to be where all of our tears, all of our suffering, the lessons, hard lessons that we have had to learn, all of them butt whoopings that we got in 2020, I think that they will yield good fruit and people will see growth in their lives beyond what they could have even imagined. You know, mm. because nothing comes you don't make wine from just picking grapes. You make wine from pressing the grapes and, you know, from the fermenting that goes into it. So I think that, you know, people will begin to see the wine from the pressing season that we had to go through in twenty twenty. Mm. I'm optimistic. So let me ask you about a pressing season. Yeah. What's a pressing season for you? Yes. <laughs> And you know what? Before 2020, I didn't know what that was for me. Mm -hmm. But I think being in 2020, there was, okay, during the months, okay, if you guys don't know, I sit in front of a camera and literally talk all day. I produce and direct my own newscast. So eight hours a day, I'm in front of a camera talking about the news, okay? And I think in March, April, and May, when I was working 10-hour days nonstop, literally just talking about the depressing COVID-19 stuff. Mm. And not realizing that, dang, this is emotionally taxing on me. I think that is where my pressing seasons come from. Just emotionally carrying weight that I have to realize I was never meant to carry. So I got to just let stuff go and give stuff to God that I can't carry. I think that is what a pressing season is for me. Emotional pressing is where God gets me at. I can handle like some other stuff. You know, people don't really phase me as much as they do. Oh, they did. But they don't anymore. I just think that myself, how I carry things emotionally is where my pressing comes from and where I've grown in 2020. Yeah, I, I imagine that it can be taxing because you are hit. Not only are you hit with the news, like you're, you're hit with the news, like everybody else is hit with the news, but you're hit with the news with like, a oh, yeah, by the way, you have to articulate it. You know what I mean? Like you got to you got to actually live in there for a little while. Right. So there is that greater amount of pressure. You mentioned God. How else do you how else do you kind of rise up out of that and let it kind of just get away? Get a counselor. God, I had to get a counselor. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I've never been one of those Okay, African American people generally shy away from counseling. I have noticed in our community. It's not necessarily, you know, ooh, I'm going to get a counselor. That's not something that you talk about mm -hmm. you know, at Christmas dinner. But I had to get a counselor. And I think that getting a counselor is one of those things that I encourage everyone to do because life gets hard and it only gets harder. And if you thought 2020 was hard, baby, you wait until you're going to be in some of your own personal seasons. And so I think being open to counseling and talking to somebody that has the gift of you know, piloting you through the seasons of your life. I think that is so important. That's how I got through it. Got in counseling. That's it. Mm. That is literally it. So, yeah. And, of course, talking to friends and family members, but you can only do so... They can only do so much. And at times, you don't want to put all of that on them, especially as a leader. You're like, oh, I can take care of it myself. And then you realize you can't. So get a counselor now. <laughs> now. 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 <laughs> so, so what... Uh... I know I want to wrap up with this one. Yeah. Um, not to like pry or anything, but like, is there any like 
anything out of that that you said, oh, this is way worth whatever I, you know, like my time, my energy. I'm so thankful that I decided to do this and make this move. Like, was there a, a thing that that person said or an insight that you might have gleaned after a conversation with that person? Is there something there that like you can maybe share with somebody else that like, wow. Make the move to Tyler or make what? No, no, no. Uh, make the move to. So what was the unlock for you when you got you, you got into counseling, right? Oh, yes. And and you're like, you're like, okay, I'm so glad I'm here because I needed what you just said to me. Is there something like that maybe that, that you could share? And I'm not trying to pry into your personal thing, but like, like, I think that's like a, you know, I, I think it's really important what you're bringing up. Yeah. And I think it's really powerful because it's kind of like the conversations that we have dictate yeah. the quality of life that we're going to have, yeah. you know? And so if you don't have these conversations about these things that you're wrestling with, mm -hmm. then you're, a, you can, a, a dam can only hold water pressure for so long Period. before it bursts. Right. So like, is there something that that counselor gave you a tool or a way of thinking or a perspective that gave you kind of this extra little, Oh, okay. I'm coming back next week. <laughs> I think just her being, so open to telling me that the way we, you know, have learned where, you know, you grow up and you don't need anybody and that's how you become an adult. I think that is a lie. Mm. And she told me, you know, it's when you become an adult thinking that you won't need anybody or thinking that you won't need any help or like if you ask for help that doesn't make you an adult i think breaking out of that and her telling me it's okay to need people and it's okay to talk to people and yes you're strong and talking to people doesn't mean that you're not strong it means that you let go of some of the stuff so that you can have the capacity to carry the new stuff that you're going to have i think when she broke it down like that and told me that being vulnerable is something that adults need to do they just don't it's not saying that you're not an adult i think that was for me like okay yeah all right let me go ahead and come <laughs> on back because uh yeah you know what you're talking about and it felt so much better after that you know yeah. it's like dang i should have talked to you a whole lot more so i think that for me just knowing it's okay and her telling me it's all right that did it awesome thank you for sharing that That's yeah. really okay well that wraps up our time a little bit so um Anything you want to share? Anything additional you want to share with the, the Strong Con community? Uh, just be yourself. Be yourself. Do you. Run your race and, you know, be confident in what you have because what you have is enough. You have everything that you need to be successful in what God calls you to do. So don't worry about what everybody else is doing. That's going to slow you up. Just do you and do it well. Love it. Awesome. Thank you for tuning in for another show. And Kayla, thank you so much for being here. It's great to get to know you. <laughs>